Well, good morning, gang. How are we doing so far? Good? Me too. Got a clap. All right. Uh, hey, I'm so glad that you're here. Hey, and I also hope so far that God's shown up for you some way, somehow. And I just want that to continue uh, over this next couple minutes uh, to finish our hour up. So hopefully he's shown up and I, and I just pray that he continues to in some way. So today, what we're doing is we are wrapping up a series that we've been in over the last four weeks. This is the fifth week in it. Uh, and it's a pretty self-explanatory series. We've been just looking uh, at five simple words that God can use to actually change your life. It's not uh, that we're looking at these churchy words or these big complicated words or anything that you need to know theology in. These are simple words that we use every single day. And what we've been looking at, we've been trying to see if God can actually challenge us to take these words and let him use them to change our lives. That's what we've been doing. And we believe he can uh, with these simple, normal words. First week we started out with the word no. And what we did was we answered the question of how do I get out of the busyness of overscheduling my life and bringing in more margin to actually let God do something in the margin that I can create and the margin that he wants me to have. I need to say no to some things. Then we looked at the word the next week, yes. And we answered the question of, you know, how can I actually overcome fear and have courage to say yes to the things that I know God wants me to do, that I know God needs me to do to see big change happen in my life. Then uh, we looked at a word, uh, thanks, or sorry, sorry. We looked at sorry, sorry. Uh, and we, we kind of looked at saying, you know, that, that there are uh, pa- pathways to reconciliation. And that some of us actually just need to say that word a little more often in our lives to actually pave that path to reconciliation in our lives. And we also looked at the word help, that we looked at saying we need the right people in our lives. We need the right people in in our lives in order to help us grow with God and actually move with God who's in our lives. So if you're here and you missed any one of those four messages, you can still listen to them. I really encourage you to do that. Uh, If any of those kind of piqued your interest, you can go online and find them on our website. Uh, You can also get them on our app. You can use our um, iTunes. You can find them on a podcast. You can actually now watch them if you want. Uh, on our website. So you can grab those and watch those as well. So today, we're wrapping this up with the last word. And the last word, I think, is a fitting word to end our series because it's such a great word. It's the word thanks. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Now, some of you might be here saying, you know, you're already thankful because you're ready for this series to be done and you're ready for the next series that comes. You're already saying thank you that we're done. I don't know. But thanks is such a great word to end with, I think. It's such a positive word. Thanks is a great word to hear, isn't it? And it's also a good word to say. So here's what I want to do. I want to give us kind of a, uh, something to work with this morning, something to think about, write down, and, and maybe test a little bit uh, for the rest of the morning, and it's this. I think that this is what I want to challenge with us. Being thankful is a great way to live. That's just a theory that I want to throw out there. Being thankful is a great way to live. And you know what? I think I'm a pretty thankful person. Like, I don't know if I need this message that much. I, I'm pretty thankful most of the time. Not last week. I wasn't very thankful last week. Uh, if you don't know, um, I'm a pretty big West Virginia Mountaineers fan. And so my brother calls me last week, and he was driving, I could tell. And I said, so what are you doing? What are you up to? And he said, I'm on my way to Maryland. 
So he was on his way to watch the Mountaineers play Virginia Tech. That's a huge rivalry. Been a part of that rivalry for a lot of my life. And, and so he was heading his way over there. And they were playing in an NFL stadium where the Washington Redskins play. And, you know, I, I genuinely had a thought of gratitude. I was like, man, that's great that somebody gave my brother a ticket, that he was on his way, he's going to have a good time. That was awesome. Uh, and I, I really was grateful and thankful. But see, then he kept talking. And uh, he said... <laughs> Yeah, he, he said, well, by the way, uh, I got luxury box seats. And, oh, yeah, I also have a field pass, so I can actually be out there on the field with the team. And so as I thought about um, what he was about to do, I just, as I pictured him, you know, in the luxury bo box eating whatever it is they eat in luxury boxes. It ain't the pizza rolls I was about to tear into. I know that. And then thinking about him being on the field, like yelling in a play to the, you know, that's what he was going to do. That's how I pictured it. He was yelling a play into the coach, you know. As I thought about that, I thought, you know, God, I'm so thankful that for my brother. No, that's not what I thought. I did not. I was not thankful. I, I don't know what I was, but thankful I was not. Okay? So I'm saying the word we need to talk about is thanks. It might just be because of me, but I'm going to bring it with me. I need some help and saying thanks a little bit in my life. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning. You know, God talks about the word thanks a lot. And a hundred times in the Bible, gratitude or thankfulness is mentioned in the Bible. You know, it, it actually creates opportunities when that word is just spoken. It gives people a sense of purpose when they hear this word thanks. And it's almost impossible, think about it, it's almost impossible to be genuinely grateful and grumpy at the same time. It's impossible to be like that. So we're going to talk about how do we incorporate this word into our lives, this word thanks, a little bit more. So let me ask before we get into the, to the Bible and, and what that has to say. I'm going to start us off with a question uh, to get us thinking a little bit. And here it is. You don't have to raise your hand. In fact, if you raise your hand, I would have questions about you. But here's the, here's the question I got. How many of you in here would say, you know what? I'm pretty thankless, Right? How about, or maybe if I said, you know, if there were times in your life, how many could you point to, to a season in your life where you were actually pretty younger? How about, let me put it this way. Who here has been a teenager? Yeah, we all know what it's like to be a little bit ungrateful, a little bit thankless in our lives. And here's the deal. This is why I want to bring it up before we get into this. See, nobody in here would say I'm thankless. No one would say that. In fact, if I gave out a survey and it was one question, do you think you're thankful, we would have overwhelming answers. Yes, I'm a pretty thankful person. I'm a pretty grateful person. And the first thing that we think, right, if you think about it, the first thing we think when we're told we're ungrateful, if you ever heard that you're ungrateful, you get defensive, don't you? You're like, no, no, no. I am grateful. I'm very grateful. I, I can't believe you're saying that I'm not a thankful person. And the reason why we get so bowed up at that is because when we get accused of not feeling something that we actually feel, it bothers us, doesn't it? Because we do feel it. And this dynamic is so important to understand. This is so important to get, and it's why so many of us in this room right here think that we're pretty good at being thankful, but gang, listen, some of us are not. Some of us are not. Because here's what I wanna get to. Because you know, when we think we're thankless or thankful when we're really not, here's the bottom line. See, it's not enough to feel thankful. It's gotta be expressed in order to count. It's not enough to feel it. You have to say it in order for this to count. And this is why we need to check in here and why this is so important, okay? See, unless you're expressing or saying thanks, it's not 
gonna matter to the people around you and in your life. Okay, that's what we're gonna talk about this morning. There are a few things that hurt more than the feeling of not being appreciated. There are a few things that hurt more than not feeling appreciated. And here's the other thing. There are not many things that actually empower us more and give us more sense of a purpose and actually make us feel like we're really affecting people than just hearing the word from other people. Thanks, right? And you know this because, you see, you've been on the other side of it, right? All of us have been on the other side of thanklessness, where we don't feel that, right? And here's the thing, we all know this, it doesn't matter how you feel. I need to hear it from you too. We've all been on that side of it, right? It's where we end up saying things, you know what, I do so much for you and I don't feel appreciated. Or we'll say, you know what, I help you so much around the house, mom and dad, but it seems like all you say or all you kind of do is focus on the things I don't do. Or we say, you know, I know, I, I realize my boss expects it, and I do it. I get it done all the time. But man, it'd be nice to hear something every now and then. I'm not a robot. See, it's easy to point thanklessness out in others, isn't it? But it's hard to look in the mirror and say, how am I doing here? It's harder to actually see it in our own lives. And what's on the line, gang, is if we're not expressing thankfulness in our lives, and we can be living thankless more than we think. And that, again, we want to say being thankful is a great way to live. So we're going to look into a story in the Bible and see this dead on with what Jesus is going to teach us here this morning. It's a story about Jesus and how he encounters a group of people. Uh, and so if you have your Bibles, go ahead and grab them. And we're going to be in the book of Luke. We're going to be in the book of Luke, chapter 17. Uh, and we're going to see an encounter here, not only an encounter with Jesus and a group of people. We're going to see Jesus ask a question that is just going to take this word thanks and really spin it for us in a way to see what he wants us to understand. So we're going to just pick this story up. If you found your way there to Luke chapter 17, uh, and we're going to pick this up here in verse 11. If you don't have your Bibles, that's okay. We've got it up here for you. Um, and I'm in the English Standard Version if you're electronic and want to follow along electronically. I'm in the ESV. So here it goes. Here's the story in verse 11. It says, on the way to Jerusalem... He, Jesus, was passing along between Samaria and Galilee, and as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance. Okay, so here's Jesus, all right? Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. Jerusalem, uh, if you didn't know, is ultimately where Jesus will die. He, he will die there, and God will raise him again three days later. He'll come back from the dead. This hasn't happened yet. This isn't happening yet, but he's kind of getting there. Uh, so he's making his way to Jerusalem. He's kind of in between these villages trying to get to another one. And then he comes across, he sees these lepers, they, they, these, these, this group of people, and they got leprosy. And it says they're at a distance. That's what it says, at a distance. So here's the visual that we need to grab here because this is something we need to understand a little bit about what's going on in history. See, leprosy was one of the worst diseases that you could ever have back then. It was one of those death sentence kind of things that you had, but you, you, you had it for a long time in your life. And so the reason why is because it looked so bad and people had so, they didn't know a lot about it, so they were scared of it. In fact, they thought it was so contagious. In some cases it was, but in many cases, it really wasn't as contagious as they thought. But, but here's what you would see happen. The skin would turn color and, and the nerves would actually go away if you had leprosy. You would actually lose feeling in your, in your extremities and your fingertips first and it would kind of keep gradually happening in your life. And, and, and what would happen is because you didn't have any feeling, as you would bump along and go along, man, you would just really ding yourself up and you would have no idea. And you would just look scary. You would look like someone that would just be so scary. And so what society did then is that they would just excommunicate anybody who had leprosy. 
You would be excommunicated. You were unwanted. You had to be outside of the village. In several cases, it was miles away that they would let you stay. That was the closest you could be was miles away. Family would just say, I can't, I can't have you in here. You got to go. You wouldn't be able to do anything in town, eat, eat anything. But in fact, when you did come into town, you had to ring a bell to let everybody know, hey, here I come. It was one of the terrible things that you could have back there in the Bible. It was a death sentence. You couldn't do anything. So these guys, they're sitting there on the outskirts of town. They say, Jesus, come in, right? And say, you know what, man? And here's the thing. They knew a little bit about Jesus. They knew something about him. He'd been teaching for a few years. And so they said, you know what? Let's take a shot. We're gonna take a shot. And so what we see here is them taking a shot. Here's what they say. It says, verse 13, and they lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Now, when I read uh, stories, especially when I read Jesus stories, I love looking for cues. I love looking for these things that enhance the story and, and they're there and, and they just kind of make me feel like I'm there in the moment. So there are a few cues here that we're gonna see in this story that really uh, make the story the story. First thing that I notice here uh, is that they're far enough from Jesus, right, that, that they're, they, they can't really see him, but they're close enough to see that it's him. But, but here's what we know, they have to yell. I just, again, just putting myself in there. So they have to kind of yell. So they're huddled together and he's too far because they're at a distance. They can't be too close. So they're in this huddle. I just picture them going, okay, we got to get his attention. He's over there. We can't go to Frank, yell at him. And, and he's like, no, I don't want to yell at him. He's getting away like somebody yell. So he's like, fine, I'll yell. Jesus, come help us. I don't know. You know, I just see this happen. Like, how did that happen? I wonder, right? One of them just said, fine, I'll yell, right? And so now, so now he, he gets his attention, and so normally when you read the Gospels, when you read the Jesus stories, here's what happens. When somebody said, I want you to heal me, or somebody says, I need help, Jesus immediately goes. Every time you read, he just goes and he touches and he heals and he talks and he teaches and he loves and he cares. But this time, I don't know why he didn't do that. He chose to do something I thought was kind of unusual. He just yells back. It's great. So let's read. Here's what it says. It says, when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. Okay, so just picture this. There's like a volley going on here. Hey, Jesus. Hey, go show yourself. It's just funny. And then he just keeps walking. He doesn't touch him. He doesn't, he doesn't do anything with him. And now there's the reason why I think, and we'll see here in a minute, but he doesn't go over there. He doesn't touch him or anything. He just yells back and just keeps on walking. But he says, go to the priests. Now there's another cue here that we need to talk about. So uh, the priest thing is what we got to talk about here. It's a really interesting thing. So in that day, and I'm glad, by the way, I'll just preface this, I am so glad that it doesn't operate the same way today as it did before. So the priests back in the day, or the religious uh, guys, they would actually be the overseers of the town. And one of their jobs as a priest was to actually give people the uh, okay that they were healed or cured or that they were better and that they could actually function back in society, function back in town. So they had to basically kind of give these people physicals uh, and just make sure they are all right and they weren't sick anymore. Now, here's my guess. Here's my guess. My guess is that there were people coming, taking real long shots. Like, you, they knew they weren't okay. You know what I mean? They were like, and so I picture, like, I, I, I would be that, and I'm just glad I don't have to do that anymore. I'm just saying, like, I'm glad I don't have to give physicals. So I'm gonna practice thanks right now for you medical people who give physicals to sick people. Thank you. I love you. I'm so glad I don't have to do that. I'm glad you do that, man. I, I would quit my job. I'm just saying. Like, I don't know how I'd handle giving people physicals, okay? So this is what's going on. So they're here, right? And, and, and these guys are yelling at Jesus, right? And he goes, go to the priests. And so I put myself in these guys' shoes for a second. Here's my guess. They probably already tried that. 
And here's my other guess. They're probably like, maybe he didn't understand what we were saying. Maybe he thought we were trying to find the priest and he was giving us directions, right? And he's like, no, no, we know where the priest is, Jesus. Uh, we've been there. We tried that. Like, that ain't going to work for us. We need, you need to help us. Like, heal us first. Because listen, going there right now is a waste of time. That's what they were saying. Going right, I mean, that's what I would say if I was in their shoes. Going there is a waste of time. But here's the catch, gang. That's not what they said. That's not what happened. So this is really interesting because this is what they did. Something happened there with Jesus at a distance. They could, he didn't touch him, but something happened there that we need to see really quick this morning when he told him to go to the priest. And I love how this works. This is so key to how people experience God's power. And here's what it says. It says, and as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. I mean, think about this. Here's the thing, gang. Think about this. When Jesus said go, nothing happened yet, okay? When Jesus told them to go, there was nothing that happened yet. But something happened. Something happened because they didn't get up and go on some crazy notion that, that maybe they can get under the red. They've tried that before with the priest, and they just got rejected. So that's not what it was. And they didn't go because they started to see anything change in them physically at all. Nothing changed. But something had to happen. There was something about Jesus that caused them to say, you know what, let's get up and go. And it's one of the big keys in this scripture. It's one of the big things that we got to think about. They got up because they knew Jesus was different. They got up because they saw something different in him. And you know, I don't know if it was in the first step. I don't know if it was the first mile. We don't even know how far they had to go to get to the priest. Some accounts think that they had to go uh, to a completely different village or town to get to this priest. We don't know. But all of a sudden, step after step, we don't know when it happened, but like scabs start falling. Feeling starts coming back. Slowly but surely as they keep making their way, their wildest dreams come true. They get their life back they were healed. You know, this is where faith comes in, gang. Like, just a quick time out. Just so we look at this really quick, because, you know, we're talking about being thankful and having a thankful life. But it comes into things, you know, you're here, you know the things you need to do. You know the healing that you need to have. You're, you're wanting God to do some things. You need to see some changes in your life. But what if what you're missing is what Jesus is inviting these guys to do? What if what's missing is you taking a step in faith and obedience and believing that there's something different about Jesus. And you know what? I don't need to see anything yet, but I believe in the power that you have and I'm gonna take a step with you in faith. What if that's what's missing in your life? He is so powerful, gang. God is so powerful. He could change your life. He could change your world. And what if what's missing is taking a step in faith and obedience and believing that healing can happen because you believe that there's power in taking that step with him? Not just physically. I'm not just talking about physical. But your whole life. Are you sitting and waiting? Or are you getting ready to take a step with him? So back to these guys. These guys are, are taking a step, right? And, and if the story ends here, it's a great story, right? As they went, they got healed. It'd be an awesome ending. But the story keeps going. It keeps going. And this is why we're in the story today about thankfulness. So let's keep, let's keep reading here in verse 15. Here's what it says. It says, Then... One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. Isn't that a great visual? And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now, he was a Samaritan. So, okay, 
So one of the guys, right, they're walking, he starts noticing. And, and gang, again, I try to put myself in his shoes. Think of the elation. Think of the amount of time this guy was in pain and turmoil with all these things going on physically, the rejection that he felt, all of a sudden just peeling away with every step that he takes. Imagine. Now, now you imagine being so far away from your family and, and everything you ever knew. What's the first thing you're going to do? You know, you know that they were thinking, man, I can't wait to do blank. I can't wait to do this or that. And this guy, what's he do? It's a great picture. He turns back. He went back. See, he saw what was happening and he turned back to Jesus to say, thanks. He recognized, listen gang, here's what we gotta recognize. He recognized that where he currently is is the result of Jesus and not just his walking. Gang, in our lives, listen, in our lives, we have to realize that where you are is not a result of only what you do. Where you are is not a result of just what you've done. That we need to look back, we need to turn back, and we need to see people, and we need to see God, and we need to see all these things that line up so that we can say, thanks. It's an amazing visual that I have because I think about this guy. Think about how long he was out. Think about the first meal he wants to have, the first family member that he wants to see, all these things that, that are there stuck outside of that village for years, but he comes back first. And here's one of the things that we gotta catch if you're writing anything down because saying thanks had to be expressed in order for gratitude to be closed. Like for that loop to be closed, saying thanks had to be expressed in order to close the loop. Let's keep reading because see this isn't over. There's, there's one more thing about this and, and see Jesus is gonna ask a question that, that we gotta kinda ask ourselves too, okay? So let's, let's keep reading. Let's just finish this out here, verse 17. So the guy's like, hey, thank you, thank you. So he's there, and here's what Jesus says to him. Then Jesus answered, we're not 10 cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well, now I love this part of the story. It just again, I just think about that. So the guy comes back, right? He, he comes and he does the right thing. And so Jesus goes, uh, hey, thanks for the thanks, but uh, where are your buddies? Where are your buddies? Hey, did my power not work for all of them? Or what happened? Where are they? What's going on? Oh, and then I just think he's like, oh, I get it. Okay, you're the fast guy of the group. Okay, everybody else is slow. We'll just wait. Let's wait for the other nine. They'll be here in a minute, right? And, and so think about this guy. Think about this guy and what Jesus is asking. Like, I'm just thinking about being him. I'm like, why is it when I do the right thing that I have to answer for people who do the wrong thing? Have you ever been in that situation? Isn't that the worst situation ever? You're like, why are you asking? I don't know where they are. I did the right thing. We find ourselves in those situations. I just find that kind of funny. The guy's like, I don't know. I, I, I'm at your feet, you know? And he's like, well, where are your buddies? So now, here's what I want us to catch. Because here's why he asked the question. It's not to call that guy out. But he's asking it for a really, really important reason. It's really simple, but it's so powerful if we understand. See, if you and I, if we went to find these other guys and we found the nine, you gotta catch this. And if you ask, hey, are you guys thankful? What do you think they'd say? Yes, I mean, you better believe I am. Look at me. Look, I'm eating soup in town. Can you believe it? I haven't been here forever. Look, I'm hanging out with my family. Yeah, you better. I mean, honestly, this is the greatest day. I'm so thankful it hurts. I mean, are you kidding me? Jesus, heal me. Hey, I'm so thankful. Do I really need to say it? Well, you know, she's my employee. 
mean, that's what I pay her to do. I mean, yeah, she does a good job, but do I need to say it? Or come on, man, we've been married for a long time. They, you know, he knows, she knows, and plus I clean the toilets. That's thanks enough. You've seen our toilets, you know? Do I have to really say it? Or, you know, you're my mom. That's what moms do. It's your job to take care of me and clean me and drive me and wipe me and feed me and whatever else you do, mom and dad. You know, do I really have to say it? See, and this is why right here, this is why Jesus is telling us something. He's telling us something super important. See, in this story, he's not saying that he needs the nine. He doesn't need an ego boost. He doesn't need any of that. He is trying to teach them and teach us a huge principle, a huge thing to understand that he wants us to get. See, Jesus is pointing out this is incomplete. See, something's missing. Something's really not right. Because the question for us is this. Here's the question. Of the 10 lepers who were healed... Which one was thankful? And here's the answer. The one who came back. It's just the one who came back. It's the one who came back who was thankful. Because the principle is this. The thing that we can't miss is this. This is what we've got to catch. In order to be whole, in order for this to be complete, in order for your relationships to matter, you see, it's not enough just to feel thankful. It has to be expressed to count. It has to be said. It has to be expressed to count. Gang, bottom line is this. If you walk away with anything today, If what we believe God wants to teach us today, not only does he have power to heal and that through Jesus we can absolutely have healing in our life, but listen, when we don't express gratitude, when we don't say thank you, we'll miss it and they'll miss it. There's power and appreciation. It could change someone's day. It could change someone's purpose just by saying thanks. When we stop and say thanks, when we turn and say thanks, it's really something amazing. It not only does something for them, but it does something for us too. You know, when I thought about this, if you think about it, here's the thing. You know, the more I say thanks, like the more that I actually find that is something that I am saying and I'm spreading that around as I see, as I spread that word around to my inner circle, to my circle of influence. See, the more that I say it, the more it proves the understanding to me that I have that I need people in my life and I'm willing to express it to them. <coughs> that I'm willing to express gratitude to them. And, the, and, and the, other, the other side is true. See, the less I say it, here's the thing, the less I say this word, the more that I feel I'm entitled and how you should be thankful that I'm so awesome because I'm in your life. See, that doesn't sound great, does it? That's not what we want to be communicating. But hey, I feel it, I feel thanks. But see, when we don't say it, people fill in the blanks. Do you see, are you catching me? Not, if you feel thankful... It won't be complete until you say it to who matters and who counts in your life. So here's our takeaway. Just just some questions to take away this morning. Really simple, really simple message today to close this series. How often do you find yourself saying thanks? How often do you find yourself just saying thanks? Are you gonna be the one or are you gonna be the nine? Are you gonna be the one Are you going to be the nine? Are you going to be the one who turns back and says thanks? Are you going to be the nine who feels it but lets it stay right there? So here's three questions I want you to to write down if you're taking notes. Three questions. They're really simple. Here's the first question. Who needs to hear thanks from me? Who needs to hear thanks from me? Here's number two. This one's a tough one. Who have I assumed knows it. Who have I just assumed they know? Who do I assume it? 
And here's number three. What am I going to do about it? So who needs to hear thanks from me? Who have I assumed that just knows? And what am I going to do about it? So here's what I want to challenge you to do. This is my challenge for this week. I want you to find three people, just three people, and be intentionally saying thank you to this week. Just say thank you to them somehow, some way. Is it, is it your spouse? When's the last time you just really sat down and said, you know, I, I need to thank you? Is it your boss? Is it your coworker? Is it your employee? Is it your son or your daughter? Is it your, your mom or is it your dad? Is it God? So here's one, you know, you can do it all kinds of different ways, but unless it's expressed, it will not complete the loop. Can you write a letter? Man, when's the last time you got a cool letter in the mail? Isn't that great to get a letter nowadays? It's just so lost. I mean, to write a letter of thank you would be amazing to receive from somebody. Or, or just take somebody out to coffee or just do face-to-face. Don't make it complicated, but you need to say it. And here's the thing, gang. This isn't about who owes you. That's a different message. I know, like, we want to jump there, don't we? But this is about a word that could change your life. This is about you and how you need to say thanks to somebody. I know there are people that owe you a thanks. I get it. I get it. But this is about what God could do in your life. Because you know the more you say it, actually the more it will probably happen in your own life. Because living, living thankful life is a great way to live. Right? Living that way is a great way to live. I think it comes back to you if you do that. There's power and appreciation. Right? So let's go do it. Let's, let's find some people to say thank you to. Let's challenge ourselves to figure out who needs it the most in our lives. And let's, and let's go do it, okay? Because there is absolute power and appreciation. Living grateful is a great way to live. So let's pray and ask God to help us here this morning. Let's pray. God, thank you that you love us and that you, you do desire for us to have changed lives. You can take the most simple things if we have intention with you through Jesus and what he did for us that you can really change our entire lives. Thank you for these men and women here who are just taking a step in understanding you and, and understanding Jesus and what it means to be following Jesus. And I do pray that, that you show us what we need to do, some next steps that we need to take. And maybe there's a word in, in, the, la- in the last couple of weeks that we know that we need to do and we haven't done it yet. We need to acknowledge you, God, that, that we, we need to take a step. And so um, as we pray here, I don't normally do this. You guys could keep praying. I'm just gonna, um, I think we've had some big challenges in the last four or five weeks here with these words. And so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna ask if, if you wanna acknowledge that one of these words is, is really hitting you, that you know you need to acknowledge before God, I gotta take a step in that word. I'm gonna ask you, uh, go through these words and just ask if, if, you, if this is one of the words for you to raise your hand, okay? So I'll just ask you to raise your hand in your seat to acknowledge a God, to make some changes with him. So we'll go through these. And, and after I explain them, I'll just ask you if you wanna raise your hand. So maybe for some of you here, maybe no is your word. You know, you thought about that or you've been in that message. You're like, you know, I have no margin in my life. I'm not allowing God to work because I'm just so busy. I'm so consumed. I have no time for anything. God, I need to acknowledge you right now. I need to say no to some things. If that's you this morning, if you just raise your hand, just acknowledge a God, raise him high to say, I acknowledge right here. I'm just taking a step here. I need to say no. Find some margin. Okay. Maybe for you, and, and after I explain just to raise your hand, but how about yes? Maybe you need to say yes. Maybe you need some courage. You know what God wants you to do and you haven't taken a step. You're afraid, there's fear, but you know God needs to grow you. You need to take a step in faith and you need to say yes to God. If that's you, if you wanna say yes, just raise your hand. Take a step with God and say, I need to say yes, God. Raise them high, say yes. Yeah. Maybe you're here and it's help. You know that you need help. You haven't said it. 
You need somebody in your life. You need someone in your life. You need to take a step in a community group. or you, Maybe there's some hurts going on that your life's unmanageable. There, there's all kinds of reasons why you need to say help, but you have not said it yet. And if that's you, maybe you just need to, again, acknowledge to God right here this morning. If you raise your hand, I need to say help. I need some help, God. Raise your hand if that's you and, and help is your word, okay? You may be here and, you know, there could be some unresolved conflict. But saying sorry paves the path to reconciliation. And and you need to say sorry to that person in your life. You've been thinking about it over the last week. You haven't done that yet. Or you know that you need to actually use that word a little bit more. And and you need some, again, you need some help. You need God's help in saying sorry. If that's you, you need someone in your life that you need to say sorry to. Just raise your hand and say, I I need that one. I I acknowledge God. I need need to say sorry. Okay. And today... You know, you heard this message, right? And you're acknowledging, you know what? I might not be as thankful as I think I am. There are some streaks of thanklessness in my life. I got to get that right. I need God to change me there. And I need to live more gratefully. I need to live more thankfulness in my life. I need to say thanks to some people in my life. And if you could just say today, that message hit me and I'm ready to say thanks a little bit more. If you could just raise your hand and acknowledge God again. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that was a lot. Yeah, we need to say thanks more, gang, don't we? Thanks for taking those steps and acknowledging. God, I pray for these men and women who have acknowledged you that they need to take a step. And here's what I pray, that they don't stop at raising a hand. That they walk in faith just like these guys did. That they get up and they go with what they just acknowledge that they need you to see. uh, They need you to change in their lives. Lord, whether it's no to things that get more margin or yes to things that we know we need to do for you or or sorry to people that we know we've hurt to get some reconciliation or help with people that we need in our lives to grow in God or that we want to say thanks to people just because we want to live a life of gratitude or thanks to you. Help us do that, God. Create a great heart of, of these words in our lives because of what you've done for us through Jesus. We can do this. We can come to you and acknowledge the help that we need from you. So we give you all of this and pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, it's been a great series. Don't let this series drop on you. Take some steps with these words, okay? And we'll see you next time. If you're interested in baptism, I'll be right out there. Love to talk to you about getting baptized in October. We'll see you next time.
Oh, 